Welcome back to Our Street. Kurt Elder and Lynn Fisher having an interesting conversation with Senator Justin Wayne. And uh, he was instrumental in, in passing a, uh, a bill here in this last session called, uh, well, I don't know what it's called, but it, it, it involves micro-TIF, which is a concept that we discussed in the first half of the show. And uh, it sounds really interesting for those uh, small communities that need some help in their in their areas that are uh, substandard and blighted or um, could otherwise need some help with folks that uh, want to invest in their properties and increase the valuation of their property. So, Kurt, you have some additional questions? For oh, the yeah, J- just a couple more. So, you know, perhaps it's not fair, but I think it's I think it's still tremendous enough. So when I look at legislation, and even though it's not allowed in Lincoln, I think that that's just a frame that I have to work within because I think it also applies to some of our you no know, more rural communities. So the within the legislation, there is a like a fifty-five dollar maximum application fee. What are your thoughts about recouping costs for city time? For example, you know, here in Lancaster County. If our assessor was to you know, get a get a notice to divide and then take the time to make that you know separate district go through the paperwork, that's going to be in total of somewhere between three to five hundred dollars of city staff time. Should we as a city be able to recoup that from the TIF proceeds? I think if if we were to expand it to the uh, counties with a hundred thousand hundred thousand people or more, so that'd be Sarpy, Lincoln, and Douglas County. I, I think you'd have to add a provision around that. Uh, the goal was these smaller communities work with them um, and and figure it out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'll be open to the idea of, of after how this has been implemented this year and next year to tweaking any of that language that needs to be be tweaked. But what we were trying to do was make sure particularly these older homes and some of these smaller communities that if they have a ten thousand dollar investment that could really brighten up main street sure so we were trying to keep those costs low but i I would be open to the idea of recouping those costs cool and something along that same general line would be um as we look at the use and expenditure and and then making that due diligence of how people use their no no tiff proceeds within the application that can be found at opportunity.nebraska.gov. Go down to the bottom, keyword search TIFF. That's the only thing that pops up. You can find the application there. But it's like a general building permit. You know, it says, what am I doing? What's my project? What's my anticipated improvement costs? That notice then goes to the county assessor, just like any other building permit. And it's only for those projects above $2,500. And really, if you want to take the time to go through this process, you're probably going to put in more than $2,500 of any kind of investment. But what I'm, where I'm going with this is that Within larger cities, and actually specifically Lincoln, when we have a TIF project, we have a project construction manager that goes out and makes sure that that project is spending their, they are constructing the project in a way that was agreed upon and that you are using your TIF funds for those improvements that you wanted, that you said that you was gonna do. What's the, so whereas this bill is more of a, kind of how Omaha does it, you want TIF, We'll go through the paperwork. Here's your money. We don't track anything. We can't tell the public what you spent that money on. And there's no approval of invoices. Is that by design for easiness or is that uh, done for another reason? It was designed by easiness. And that's why we put the cap on uh, 250000 um, as far as we 
not being able to do this a little bit more than that. It's the question that your question actually interplays with another area of, of urban affairs, which is building codes and uh, making sure that you're building things up to code. And this has been a, a constant fight um, because when I first got in the office, we had a big hailstorm and there were insurance companies, not in Omaha, but across the state, it was a huge hailstorm. And insurance companies wouldn't replace people's roofs because the county or city they lived in didn't have a building code. So they didn't know how they, their argument was we can't replace it to code because they don't have a code. And so in 2018 and 2019, we adopted uh, a, what we call a floor of a building code, which basically says if the county or city doesn't have uh, a building code, our state code becomes the default code. But that was actually a, a pretty big fight. So, well, so, if like they were to, <laughs> so if they were to build a, uh, renovate a house for 200000 and they, they fail on all the codes, um, then yes, uh, the public may not know, but whoever that homeowner is, and if you look at the application, it also has a contractor, uh, hopefully there'll be some legal remedies to make sure they, they fix that. But that was kind of the, the part of the, the intent was to be simple, simple. And sometimes when you do simple, you lose transparency. And so, uh, again, I, I'd be open to, to tweaking this. Uh, we were just trying to figure out sure. how to get it going. And since it really hasn't been implemented yet, we'll, we'll probably have some uh, correction bills over the next four years, making it better for everybody. Sure. And I think we have about two or I think I have two questions left. When we look at our classic TIFF, you know, classic TIF is generally used for public improvements only. So you know, straight away, straight right away acquisition, uh, facades, energy improvements above, you know, the uh, standard. A lot of these expenditures of TIF are for things that aren't possibly of that nature. How do we reconcile these two ideas? So in 2017 and 18, we, we did a TIF, a major TIF overhaul from the auditor, uh, state auditor did a report basically outlining some of the concerns you have. So on the major TIF projects, we have a lot more reporting requirements that each individual municipality is supposed to report on all their TIF projects. And within those TIF projects, there's reporting requirements that are now uh, done. Uh, but for these smaller projects, you're right, it's, it's not a lot. Uh, the problem with TIF in general, and this is kind of the, uh, the fight among state senators is, TIF was originally designed for urban core development, for those public infrastructures that the public should, should bear, uh, streets, sewers, those kind of things. Nebraska has one of the most restrictive uh, economic development um, baskets, I should say. We don't have a lot of tools for economic development. And in fact, one of the only tools is TIF. So you have people, and that's designed by our constitution. So we can't like make loans, we can't do just flat out grants. There's a lot of things that were hindered in our constitution from economic development where other states can. For example, we can't do property tax abatement, where if you wanna to go to Oklahoma, Iowa, Kansas, and you're a corporation, they can waive your taxes for property tax uh, for a number of years. We can't do that per our constitution. So you have this fight with current senators uh, about the original intent of TIF versus economic development. And that's always going to be tension within the body and trying to balance those two is, is very difficult. Agreed. Uh, also within some, some of the cities and, you know, larger areas, 
when they do a redevelopment agreement, uh, they usually take those agreements and they put them as deed 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 amendments, deed restrictions, or, or they put liens against the property for whatever the re- remaining TIF might be. That's not the case with these smaller pieces, right? No. So if no. so, if a home would go into foreclosure, um, let's say that you know it's the if the home goes into foreclosure and there's still a a debt that is from that, does that still go? Does that go back to the homeowner or does that get set with the city again? Uh, I think it stays over. And I say I think because we haven't had this happen yet. I believe the way it was written that it stays with the land, so it stays with the homeowner. Wonderful. All right. Um, yeah. You know, you know that can change tomorrow if a ju- if a judge rules a different way. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't had it done yet, so it, it could change tomorrow. You know, you know I just want to say just thank you so much for this for this just back and forth. We're here in Lincoln, and because my because our listeners know that I'm just a number guy, I want to crunch the numbers. If we look at just those homes that 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 meet that criteria of 60 years old and apply under two hundred fifty thousand um, dollars. Just looking at the total total number of homes and not looking at historic buildings or commercial centers, we have about four thousand properties and roughly, you know, no no a couple thousand more units on top of that. That's that if we had an area, Lynn and I discussed the south of downtown a lot, and I was listening to a recent affordable housing uh coordinated action plan uh you know conversation here last week and then a couple of days ago in which some of the pro-development attorneys would say that we need to let the market do the best that it can. And so in these high rental areas, this idea of a micro-tiff just seems like a really great idea. Let the market go where the market wants to go. And tools like this allow it to happen outside of a city's normal uh, you know, redevelopment plan and project plan in which they have a broader control of how that TIF fund is used. So I just think this is a wonderful idea. Well, I appreciate it, and hopefully uh, we can start seeing some changes, and hopefully uh, Sarpy County, Lancaster, and Douglas County can can implement the same here in the, in the future. Well, Senator Wayne, what uh, what other kinds of issues are you working on for the upcoming session? Economic development's going to be big. I'm looking for a uh, last year, or I keep saying last year, uh, <laughs> this session, last session, uh, we, we passed a statewide incentive bill uh, i felt and i still feel uh that incentive bill <clears throat> did not do enough for small businesses uh especially businesses in uh what i call um, economic redevelopment areas uh which are poverty areas and so i'm going to be pushing for a small uh, state incentive bill who which will help small businesses less than 25 people less than a million dollar investment around that Two hundred to five hundred thousand dollar investment um, have some tax incentives, just like the big corporations. Because I, I truly believe those five to ten jobs that we get in North Omaha or in North Platte is the is the backbone to the community. Wonderful. And then for our listeners, uh, so those are the bills that you're passionate about. What are some of the bills that are coming into the committees into the committees that you are on? Just to give us a little preview of what. What's coming down the pipeline? So we'll have more around education funding. Uh, There's a push from the governor to cap spending limits for local school districts. There'll be some more property tax bills looking at our overall tax system. Uh, It's interesting fact, uh, residential tap water has a tax on it, but when you go to the uh, grocery store and buy bottled water, you don't pay a tax. (laughs) So 
there's a bill for that. I don't know if I'm doing it or Senator McKinney's going to do it, but we've both been talking about it, uh, re reducing that tax uh, or taking that tax away. So there's just a whole plethora, I think, of things. You'll see some criminal justice reform stuff. And I think with the governor announcing a new prison, you'll see some bills are trying to limit his scope to, to build a prison or at least that fight on appropriations. And this year we'll have a big budget debate because it's our biennium. So every two years we pass the state budget. That'll be this upcoming year, 2021. So that'll be a big issue too. Senator Wayne, do you think that the prison should be located near the area that you serve in that would help the economy? Um, they said between Lincoln and Omaha, uh, I'd rather have a, a big uh, regional airport between Lincoln and Omaha, and we can start driving transportation companies and logistic companies to grow Nebraska. Uh, I think that might be better suited than a than a prison. Uh, my district currently has a, a community corrections facility. Uh, it's a it's a good employer here, um, but I don't necessarily think building a prison right now is the is the best thing. Well. You may be interested to know, and you probably do know, that Lincoln is looking at spending a bunch, a bunch of money on uh, updating our airport here. And I asked the uh, airport board if it wouldn't be time to reconsider a regional airport between Lincoln and Omaha. And uh, I was basically told that that horse has left the barn. It's not going to. It's not going to be considered, at least from the Lincoln perspective. It, it, it sounds like at least you and, and maybe some others in Omaha might like to reconsider that. No, I think the Omaha airport, which is also in my district, um, um, they, they like the airport they got there. And I, and I understand that I, I'm thinking about jobs, right? We're, we're, we're trying to recruit Amazon. We're trying to recruit many of these logistic logistical companies. We're right in the middle of the country. You can get to either, either border within a day and either coast within two days driving a, a semi. I think we're primed to have a, a better regional transportation system that starts with the regional airport. But hey, I'm just one senator in Omaha. I don't I don't know I don't know anything else. <laughs> well, I doubt that. <laughs> well, I think we're reaching the end of our time here, and so <clears throat> Senator Wayne, thank you very much for coming on. We hope you come back. <clears throat> and, anytime, anytime. Yeah, and it sounds like there's uh, there's you know, more ideas that, that need to be explored. So we appreciate uh, all your service, and and um, again, we'll we'll be talking to you in the future. Thank you. You guys have a great day. You all as right. Well. So for our listeners, stay tuned for here, Nebraska FM. Lynn Fisher and Kurt Elder saying thanks, and we'll see you next week.